little base knock. We got the Sox game on. Bottom of the ninth. Red Sox up. Runner on first. We also got a little Monday night football. That's right. We're watching Monday night football. Normally we run the podcast after Sunday night. But big time weather delay in that Chiefs game. Caught us off guard. Colts right now slacking. The slacking. Oh, it's a beatdown, bro. Oh, my goodness. Against the Ravens, 22-3. But a lot of time left in this ballgame, 235 in the third. I would not discount the Ravens. It's still like a three-score game. They just had a big completion of Mark Andrews over the, over the middle. So they're moving on a drive right now. They're at midfield. Let's see what they can do. That's John. Just John and I today. I'm your host, Schwally. No one else in the building. No crazy visitors. No crazy guests. We're not going to cover every game, but we'll get to some of the big storylines. Well, we got some live action on in front of us. A couple of big-time matchups. Dude, I think the first thing that we have to get into, because we're not just going to commentate these games. That'd be terrible podcasting. You can just turn on the television. But you'll definitely hear us freak out if the Red Sox do something or if something crazy happens on Monday Night Football. So just be aware of that, listeners, going in. There's going to be some rogue comments here and there. Big story, John. John Gruden, ouchie, gone, no longer the Raiders head coach, maybe personnel, whatever you want to say. Whatever he was doing up there, he is no longer with the Las Vegas Raiders. And I thought coming into this one, we had a big coaching thing to talk about, like a big coaching hot topic, because Urban Meyer was in some heat, but he's chilling. 24-hour news cycle, he's ouchie, new coach under hot water. Urban Meyer could not be happier, but John... What are your first impressions of this Raiders release? I think it's so funny because somehow the Raiders always find a way to mess up their good season. They always start off hot and then they find a way. This is a new this is a new and improved style of ruining a season. Yeah, bro. Raiders started off hot. They are hot no longer. They're in some hot water, but they're not hot anymore. And I think that explains their performance against the Bears. This story broke. I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. They came out and put up a stinker against the Bears. Yeah, and the Bears are a really bad team this year. Really, really bad. Really, really, really bad. And so if you think about it, like, if John Gruden just lost the locker room overnight, regardless of what you want to say of all these allegations, I'm sure we're recording this podcast now. There's a lot more information that's going to come out. A lot more information. So I don't really want to speak on the terms of it. There's some really, really bad things out there in terms of Things he said, emails he sent, all of that nonsense. Lesson number one, kids, stay off the social media. It's all traced. Don't send anything you're going to regret later. But in all seriousness, I just like, there's so much more news that's going to break. I'm not going to speak on that part. It's just, ugh, tough for the Raiders. They got off to a hot start, bro. And he's completely gone. Because once you lose the locker room, you're, you're gone as a coach, regardless. Absolutely. Like, there's, there's no coming back from that. And that's, this is probably going to be something that, in a way, I don't want to say blackballs him from the league from, from now on, but it, this is going to be hard for him to come back from if he ever wants another coaching job. Well, not even that. Think about a media job. Like, that's honestly oh, uh, where that's, I was going to think he was going to slide that's over. in. That's over. Over. Like, he was the Monday night football host, and whenever he was done with the Raiders, it seemed pretty obvious that he was just going to retire and keep doing that. I mean, they were paying him a bag. Yeah. And, I mean, he's gone. In terms of letting him go, I think he still gets his entire contract. So it's not like 
he's in a bad spot from that perspective. He has a lot of money, but oh, his image is tarnished forever. Absolutely. Forever. And I think if you're the Raiders, where do you go from here? It's going to be so interesting. Because Whoa. they also, it's not like they won last week. They've kind of lost a lot of momentum. So this week is going to say a lot. Because I could see them come out Dude. and just absolutely poop themselves. I could also see them come out and ball. I think at this point, you trade Derek Carr and any other valuable asset that you can scrunge up, except for like maybe really young assets. Like You're going to keep Darren Waller. He's a stud. You think you trade Derek Carr? That's your take from the He's not re-signing thing? this season. He's not negotiating a contract. You can franchise anyone, so you're good. He'll stay. I think you're starting fresh as an organization. You just moved to a new city. Your, your QB, who you've had for years, does not want to re-sign right now. And your coach that you signed a $100 million 10-year deal to, you just fired. So I think it's as good a time as any to reboot the organization and just try to get as many picks as possible and just stockpile, just completely revamp it. Because, like, you're not going to do much with the morale where it is in the locker room at the moment, in the division that you're in, with an assistant head coach as your new head coach. So I think it's now or never. Because you can get something for Derek Carr. You will get something for Derek Carr. You could get let, make, maybe a low-tier first-round pick. I mean, dude, you can get a first for Derek Carr easily. He's playing at an unreal level. It's been good the last couple of years. But... It's really tough from the first standpoint because we didn't even mention this. Gruden's the offensive coordinator. So, like, you're going to have to run his system maybe or come in with a whole new playbook. Like, that's one of the things that was, like, I think making Derek Carr special is that he's a good quarterback, but he finally had some consistency there. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think of Gruden as an offensive play caller, he was the same dude running the same playbook, working in the same work environment for the past couple of years. So I think... That is going to be really underrated. I don't think you trade Derek Carr. I think this year has shown me, just as a Patriots fan with Mac Jones, you look around the league with all these rookie quarterbacks. You can, you can hit on them, but it's no sure thing. You, you try and keep Derek Carr because that's the only thing you have left at this point. Like I think you have to keep him because at least with Derek Carr, in Vegas you're going to be relevant, and you cannot rebuild in Vegas, John. You just got a new stadium, buzzes everywhere. Your team's off to a hot start. Like You can't enter a city and then be a good team for, like, literally four games with fans and then rebuild entirely. Like, that's just not their mindset, you know? I understand what kind of image that puts on, on, the, on the Raiders, especially moving to a new city. I understand it's not ideal, but wouldn't... I don't know if Derek Carr is it, and if you're trying to win now with the, the current status of the team, I don't really think that's going to cut it. And so either you go all in in a way that is like so tremendous that it's like it wows the league and you get players and do a bunch of stuff, make a bunch of moves at the trade deadline, something like that. I like that. I like that. Or they shop completely and they commit to it. See, I like the shopping. I think you just go all in because then that even sends a message to your team like, hey, we got rid of the coach instantly. We just went all in on you guys. We believe in you. You're a good team. That's a good message to Derek Carr. I think you keep him. You want to rebuild in Vegas. It's really tough with these like new franchises. I think the Rams and Chargers, like they both played it about as perfectly as you can go with Stafford and uh, Herbert. They're balling, you know what I'm saying, into the new stadium, SoFi with fans for the first time. But I think you just have to commit to being a good team. And, ugh. 
Yeah, dude. There, I mean, there's it's nothing a else I can say. Market for free agents, so I'm not. I don't know if. I mean, you get John Gruden out there. You get some competent leadership in. And like, it could be an attractive place for for young people who are trying to make a name for themselves in the NFL. Yeah, but it's more attractive when you win, and in, in the NFL, it's money, so it doesn't even matter. To be honest with you, whoever gives you the most guarantees, that's where you're gonna go. It's like a thing as old as time, bro. They want the guaranteed money because it's all schemery. And Gruden got a hundred million guaranteed, and he's out you. But yeah, I think you literally just cannot rebuild. I think you go all in. Shows the team you believe in him. Shows Derek Carr you believe in him. You have a solid team. The defense is sus, but the offense can absolutely cook. So I think you still try and make the playoffs. The other thing that's not talked about is like they're in a tough division, but I think a wild card is very doable. You know, there's seven it, teams was, that can I make the playoffs. It was very doable. But now, we'll see. New coach, so. new coach. So we'll see. Because that goes one or two ways. They're either gonna fail tremendously or they're gonna catch lightning in a bottle. You never know with these things. You really never know. It's one or the other. Oh yeah! Tag up, tag up, game winner, see ya, good night Tampa Bay, Tom Brady curse is over, Red Sox walk it off, sack fly, let's go, good night Tampa, good night Tampa Bay, oh my goodness, that was so beautiful, good night John Gruden and good night Tampa Bay, wow, wow, good night Tampa, sleep tight, enjoy the bus ride home, Y'all really flopped after game one. Analytics, we stole your man, Heim Bloom, and then beat y'all. Red Sox baseball, is there anything better? Wow, wow. Back-to-back walk-offs. Back-to-back walk-offs. We beat them and took their soul. Oh my goodness. Take those analytics and shove them up your rear end. Wow. That was exhilarating. Fenway is lit right now. Red Sox win 6-5. Bottom of the ninth walk-off. Live on the podcast. I could not ask for anything else. I could not. I could sit here and just say, wow, oh my God, and good night. Over and over and over again to the Rays. I am thrilled. What a mood. Oh, let's, let's get it. No F-bombs. Let's get it. I am exhilarated. Damn, Carson Wentz is really having his like first good game as a Colt. We can talk about that in a second. He's balling. I would like to make my official apology to Heim Bloom. I've called you some bad things in the past, including Chain Bloom, purposely messing up your name. It was not that funny. I would like to apologize for you. I went to 15 Red Sox games, and when you did nothing at the trade deadline, I don't think I watched a game since. I'm going to be honest, I literally did not watch a game since the trade deadline. Maybe one or two at the very beginning. But Jack and Drew, other podcast hosts, can vouch for this. They'd be texting Red Sox in the group chat. Would ignore all of it. Because I was so upset at Hein Bloom for doing nothing at the trade deadline. And I liked Schwarber. I liked him. I actually called them getting Kyle Schwarber in the car on the way to one of those Red Sox games that I attended. But the bullpen was sus. It didn't come together well. The Sox were literally leading the division at the trade deadline. And then at one point, it looked like they might miss the playoffs. It was terrifying. And they got in. We beat the Yankees. We beat the Rays. We killed the AL East. 
Oh my goodness, this team is electric. So yeah, Bloom, I am really sorry. I should not have doubted you. You are the bigger nerd than the Tampa Bay Rays. That's why we stole you. That's why we paid you. I am so happy that you got educated at an Ivy League school to take these analytics and lead this Red Sox team to the postseason and on a postseason run, maybe a World Series run. Oh my God. Especially after the last couple of years. I'm Bloom. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I'm sorry. My sincere apologies. Go Sox. All right, John. We can get back into it now. We're not a baseball podcast. We have a lot of football topics to cover. Wow. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get into them. But we have to talk about Urban Meyer now. We quite simply have to. We haven't voiced our opinions about Urban Meyer yet. Because similar to the John Gruden thing, we were waiting a little bit for information to come out. You know, we can give you a take, but we're going to wait for the story to develop. It's developed at this point. Yeah. We know what's good. So if you did not hear, Urban Meyer, after a loss, was back home in the Ohio area. I think they were playing either the Bengals or the Browns. I have no clue, to be honest with you, because that's not the story here. It was when they lost on Thursday Night Football against the Bengals. Fire. Thank you, John, for being informed. I was informed about the second part of this, which was immediately trending on Twitter. And it was him dancing with a lady at a bar. And so he was doing some things that just should not be done on camera. And it went viral. And all of a sudden, he was in the hottest water I thought a coach could ever get in until tonight. So we just got to say this. I got to say this first. He wasn't smart about it, too. He went to his own bar at Ohio State and was wearing an Ohio State polo, just kind of pretending, hey, I'm not a I'm not Urban Meyer of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm just a guy in Ohio sticking my finger up a nice lady's rear. Yes. On video. And so, yeah, John, I think you make a good point because it's like it'd be naive of us to admit like or just think that this doesn't exist among NFL coaches and NFL stars. They're very, very highly paid. They work very, very hard. The ones who are not married and even maybe the ones who are married, they're up to some sus stuff. Okay, I'm not going to speak on anyone's relationship. It's just a reality. It's just a reality. It's a it's a fact of life. We don't like support this. We're just stating to you how it works. Okay. Being that we're clearly a high-paid NFL coach <laughs> and athlete. <laughs> All right, but all jokes aside. So, like, when you're in that position, dude, get yourself, like, a VIP room or something. Like, I understand wanting to see people. Get yourself a VIP room. But what I do not understand is him skipping the team flight back to do what he did. Okay? Because the team flight is something that everyone hops on. Everyone gets on it. The coaches sit in the front row. It is the flight back home after a game, win or loss. Unless you maybe win the Super Bowl, then I don't know when those flights ever leave. But, like, especially Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, home Super Bowl, he was never leaving. For the most part, Mm -hmm. you leave with your team. And so if you don't leave with your team, it better be, like, an unbreakable excuse. Like, I haven't seen my family forever. I'm going to have a night home with my kids. I haven't seen them all fall. They've been in school with my wife or something back home. Mm -hmm. I've been here coaching the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Like, I would just like to see my kids. Makes sense. Family excuses, all of these things, like, there's, there's certain things that people can understand, okay? Because at the same time, if they were to ask Urban Meyer for that same reason, 
hey, my family's here, my daughter's here, I haven't seen her all year, you're 23, yeah, fine. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that, that comes and goes. What they could not ask Urban Meyer is, hey, let me go out to the bar and start messing around with females. No, absolutely not. So that sets like a ridiculously dangerous precedent because like the team flight is something that just like, that's a respect thing now. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it probably, I would imagine that it didn't go over in the locker room particularly well. Wow, Mark Andrews. Um, One-handed catch by Mark Andrews. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. dope. He took a massive hit, too. And now that DB is injured from that hit. 25-9. Colts still up 16. Two-possession game. GG's to my fantasy game, by the way. Um, wow, he really took that. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh, Mark Andrews took a big hit. Oh, that, that was, was Xavier Woods. All right, but get back to this Urban Meyer thing, bro. Because the thing is... When he tries to discipline players now, he can't. Like, how, how are you going to discipline some, someone for doing something when they can just shove that back in your face? Absolutely. I mean, it's – I don't know how you, you gain the upper ground here. You, you need to have a certain amount of leverage and respect as the head coach. And as we said earlier, once you lose the locker room, it's only a matter of time before you out you. And I don't know if he's completely lost it. Uh, he's only, pretty close. It's only been a couple of weeks. I mean, they haven't like, won like a game John, yet. John Gruden. This seems to be an extreme case of losing the locker room and even losing the organization. Yes. So I don't know if he. I don't know if Urban's lost the organization. I don't know if the the locker room has completely turned against him. Maybe Trevor is with him. Maybe Trevor's against him. I'm sure that would weigh in like a a huge amount, given that this guy's clearly going to be the future. And so if Trevor's with him, I can imagine that a lot of the younger guys are probably going stick, uh, to stick with what Trevor's doing. But I could be completely wrong. Trevor better be with him because he drafted his boy, Travis Etienne. He Horrible did. pick. Called it draft night. Ter- don't draft running backs in the first round. Yeah, that was stupid. But Just to draft his boy and then he got injured. So mm-hmm. I hope you have a speedy recovery, Travis Etienne. No hate on you. You're a dope player. I loved watching you in college. I just don't like picking running backs in the first round. But I'm happy you got the bag because you deserve it. And running backs deserve the bag. That's about as neutral as I can say that. So, yeah, I think Urban Meyer was in a really tough spot till John Gruden just did something unimaginable and broke the internet. This is why you listen to me for football advice. We're coming back here. This is why you listen to me for football advice. I told you the Ravens weren't out of this game. What do we got? Like a 26-15 game now? We're in business. We're in business, bro. Do not sleep on the Ravens. I don't know if they're going to win it, but at least we got something interesting. Let's talk some football. I'm going to go off about the Pats for a half second, if that's okay. Go for it. That Houston Texans game was tough. That was tough because it was not Deshaun Watson. It was Davis Mills, a rookie quarterback who Bill Belichick historically annihilates. And the morning before the game started, John, on record, back me up on this, I told you, I think he's going to carve us up. You did. He threw for the most yards a quarterback has ever thrown against a Bill Belichick defense as a rookie. Really? Carved us up. Career high. It was like more than 350, bro. It was terrifying. We got absolutely destroyed defensively, bro. 312, not more than 350. But he had a good day. He had a very, very good day. And I was telling you, I think we're going to give up some points early because after you put in all that work, 
to play the Bucks defense, and then you honestly ball out against them defensively for the most part until the very end there. We're not going to revisit that argument. But I'm just saying, like, you're going to take the Texans lightly. You're not going to think the Texans are that nice. And so that's just like, I knew we were going to come out slow. Said a lot about Mac Jones. I think he's good. The team around him is the problem right now, which is like the opposite of what I thought going into the year. I thought, I don't know about Mac Jones. I think he's going to get injured. I don't know if he's ready. He's ready. He still might get injured because he's getting murdered by his own offensive line who just can't block. Most pressures by a quarterback ever. That's what he's on pace for terrifying as a rookie quarterback who is not that big to begin with you know he doesn't have a huge frame he is a good accurate quarterback though he made a lot of good passes he was 23 of 30 and there were drops by the new england wide receivers drops so he had a great day he's accurate he'll throw a pick or two that's rookie stuff lot a lot of good things there damian harrison another fumble that was tough Damian Harris, you cannot put the ball on the ground if you want to run with Bill Belichick. I'm not saying that he he might have been able to protect more. It looked like he was doing a pretty good job. That was an incredible punch out. Unbelievable that Bill Belichick is going to kill you. Again, there's only so much you can control. I agree. And sometimes the, the, the defensive player just makes a better play. Yes, but in the first five weeks, he lost us the game against the Dolphins with that fumble late. And then he fumbled on the goal line against the Texans. And Bill Belichick hates fumbles that lose you games. He hates fumbles on the goal line. He doesn't let the players, like, reach the ball over the goal line because he doesn't want them to fumble it. And he hates fumbles. So I just think it's dangerous. It's dangerous because I like Damian Harris. He's legit, bro. But it can't keep happening. You're right. Sick play. But if players keep making sick plays against Damian Harris in important moments, it no longer becomes sick plays. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. So two fumbles. It's okay. We're going to move on. Ran the ball well. John, you're right. He made a play, but tough. Defensively, Matt Judon's a baller. Jamie Collins is back. The defense can play when they feel like it. They gave up a lot of those yards and points early, and late when they actually had to buckle down, they did. So I think all in all, Patriots, Cowboys next week, that's exciting. That's a big-time matchup. Yeah. Two and four, three and three, that's very, very different, especially when we have the Jets the week after. So you're looking at another big-time game. It was a must-win game, though, against the Texans. You cannot fall to one and four, especially with what the Bills are doing right now. Absolutely, you'd be done. And so the fact that we almost lost that is bad. Mm -hmm. And shout-out to Nick Folk for kicking two 50-plus yarders inside the dome, not in the rain. And neither of them were longer than 55. But still, that was huge. He was money. It's not a Nick Folk problem. So that, that's really good. Because shaky kickers with rookies and offenses that are struggling to score points, we average like 22 points a game. I think it's, it was 27th going into this week. And we put up like 25 or something like that against the Texans. You can't be missing field goals. No. So that, that was huge, John. Big week for the Patriots. I think Mac Jones led them on like three scoring drives to end the game. He did. He, he was really good. After that pick early, he was really good. Let's talk Saints. That was a fun game for me. I, I, I if for those who don't know, I'm from the DC area. I'm from. They Maryland. know if they listen. Um, John but, is a big Saints fan. There's a reason we do a Saints and Patriots segment. It's not just because we like this. 
I'm it's not, not just because we talk about the Saints. I'm not talking Saints about the Saints. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the football team. Oh, the football team. My bad, bro. That's why I said I'm from D.C. I thought you were talking about the Saints. How about you just shut up and let me talk? All right. That's there you fair. go. <laughs> anyway, so I have a lot of friends who are, are our football team fans. And so this was a little bit of a sweet win. Uh, one of my best friends, Jack, he, he was too eager to point out the Saints lost to the Giants last week. So this was a little bit of fun um, for me. But, but now that we're getting to the actual game, uh, Alvin Kamara, absolute day. He was running the ball really effectively. He had one breakaway for that touchdown towards the end of the game. For the most part, it was just really solid, efficient running, nothing too spectacular. He um, still hasn't had a 100-yard games, yes. no back-to-back. Oh, back I've, to back, I've been yeah. waiting to see Alvin Kamara just take over on offense again because yeah. you know he's capable of it. Oh, yeah, he, he was good is. today or yesterday, but I just haven't seen him carry the Saints like I know he's capable of yet. I think we're probably going to see that towards the end of the season because now we have a bye week, and then the week after that we're getting Michael Thomas back, supposedly. What well, do you think about the early bye week, especially in a longer season? I mean, I don't love it. I don't. I didn't like the early bye week in general, um, in the, like even with sixteen games. But it, it's it's it is what it is. Theoretically, it's just a part of the game. Sometimes you get happen, lucky, bro. But like, if the Saints were to make the Super Bowl, they've only played five games, right? Mm-hmm. So they would have to play fifteen more games to end up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be rough. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but like. Give them two that's, bye weeks. That, dude, that NFL. happens. That it happens does happen. to everyone. It does happen. It's just some and years you're more lucky than others. Drew Brees isn't old, so we're there. Exactly. Jameis Winston. Exactly. He's young, so hopefully he won't teeter down the stretch. Speak about Jameis, bro. Talk about him. I mean, I thought he was pretty good, especially in the later part of the game. That first half was a struggle. I will say uh, I did see photos after the fact, after the game. I I, I – Missed the very beginning of the game when he threw the interception, but there was, I think it was my, I think it was our offensive lineman got pushed into, into Jameis and stepped on his ankle and kind of made him mess up his throw and I think that's what led to the pick. So I'm not saying it was the best judgment in where he was throwing the ball in the first place, but I don't fully blame him for that. That fumble was absolutely idiotic. He was so stupid. Just tuck the ball and go down. He was surrounded. He was absolutely surrounded. Jameis Winston is still Jameis Winston. He just doesn't, as, as, as we've talked about many times, he just doesn't have a coach who's enabling his worst tendencies. No, he has a really, really smart coach who's trying to like do everything he possibly exactly. can to protect him. Yeah, I know. And but, he'll still flash the Jameis Winston moments from time to time, but he's been, he's been solid. The Hail Mary was sweet. He has the highest... Like touchdown to completion percentage in the NFL. That's dope. Maybe the LASIK did work. We've been on record saying his LASIK eye surgery didn't work. It might actually work. Like I don't know. I don't know if it's the actual seeing. I think it's the judgment more than anything. Yeah, and he still has like these just lapses in judgment from time to time. Absolutely. But it's significantly, significantly less frequent. And I mean, the Saints after losing the Giants, you needed that. We did need that. That was a big win. And you could not lose the football team. No. Two NFC East teams in two weeks would have been a tough one to come back from. Tough, bro. Hangtime Headlines is currently in a water break. 
I told you we're high-paid athletes earlier in the show. Hydration is key, guys. That's John. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That's how we get through this thing. That was not me peeing. <laughs> Can you imagine they hear the water and they think John's taking a leak? Man, what a good entertainment segue during this water break. All right, let's talk some football. Mm. Big, big, big Sunday night game that, as we mentioned, got delayed due to weather. But wow, the Bills are not playing around. They are not playing around at all. I think they're easily the favorites in the AFC at this point. I think that's safe to say. Don't sleep on the Chargers, but yes. The Bills are the favorite because they've been there and done that, but don't sleep on the Chargers. I mean, I got to see Justin Herbert make the playoffs first. I'm not going to say they're favorites unless they're absolute dominant. Later in the season, they still have the same so record clear. as the Bills too. So no, like, I know, a lot of things but can happen. But yeah. a lot of things can happen. But just record is doesn't say the entire thing. And I like even if even if they're playing lights out, I'm not even if the, like say say the Chargers go 14 and two, and the Bills go 12 and four. If I can still be totally convinced that the eight, that the Bills are the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, no, I'm saying they are. I just think, like, wait and see, because the Chargers team right now is looking scary. I still don't know how much I even believe in the Chargers team. I don't want to see seem like I'm, like, vouching for them over here. I just think they're the most interesting team right now. Herbert's legit. He's legit. No doubt. Their no doubt about it. Their defense is playing pretty well, too. Not this past week, but before then it was, it was solid. This past week was a mess. But those Chiefs, Chiefs are not done. They are not done. We made a TikTok, are the Chiefs done? They're not done. They are not done. They're they're going to be a strong team throughout the year. Don't sleep. They're still the they're still the team that made the Super Bowl last year. They but have Patrick Mahomes. They do. So never count them out. But that defense is some. They need they need some work. I don't know if they they need to make a move or they need a seriously good spanking in the locker room, but something's got to change. I don't know where it's going to come from. Can you imagine they're like, Andy, should we make a move on defense or spank him in the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> the metaphorical spanking that oh, I'm sure you funny. understood me. No, I, I yeah. 100% did. I, I agree with you. I think they're a team at the deadline that's definitely going to make a move. Chiefs aren't done. I'm not going to like go on a huge rant about how they're not done because it's just too obvious. They're a very, very talented football team. They could not win their division, sneak in the playoffs, and I'd still be terrified of of them until further notice it's like the seahawks there's still there's still nobody in the end like okay when you have the quarterback bro who can just win you any game you can't count them out and there's not a lot of them like aaron Rodgers for me maybe this is a hot take i have never felt that aaron Rodgers. you cannot count out the packers because of aaron Rodgers. he might make it really really interesting he might have a comeback but i just think like they don't scare me russell wilson Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady. It's a very, 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 very short list of humans. Eli Manning in the playoffs. Do not want to see him. But, like, in all seriousness, it's just like, don't let Joe Flacco get hot. Okay, I'll stop. But, like, seriously, don't sleep on the Chiefs. Let's talk Browns Chargers. That was an entertaining one. That was a really good game. That was, I would say, similar to some of the best offensive performances we've seen these past three seasons like 
Rams, Rams, Chiefs a few years ago. The Saints 49ers had an epic game two years back when the when the 49ers went on their Super Bowl run. I mean, that was an all-time offensive showdown. And <laughs> Justin Herbert found a way to win a close game. So that was really cool to see. The Browns, I think Baker made a really bad mistake at the end. Um, is that how it ended? I can't remember. It doesn't even matter. It was an absolute shootout. Herbert balled. The Browns had a good week. I think you walk away from that game and think that both those two teams are on a very similar level right now. Like, And that's kind of maybe a stupid thing to say because it was a really, really close game. But wow. Oh, my God. Also, Ravens just blocked a field goal kick, and now it's going to be a one-score game still. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Eight-point game, I believe. And little backstory on this, too. Rodrigo Blankenship, yeah, so the Ravens are down 25-17. Rodrigo Blankenship, the Colts kicker, injured. And they actually went for two at some point. Oh, my God. Lamar Jackson is just hucking balls up for anyone to catch. And no one one reeled that one in. But, yeah, Rodrigo Blankenship been injured. Colts went for two a couple times because they didn't want to try the extra point. Mm -hmm. So then they have him come out and kick a field goal, and he couldn't get the ball up. Uh, Just tough situation. Ravens down eight with the ball, 424, game isn't over. No clue what's happening, but the game is far from over. Lamar Jackson, could you ask for, like, anything more? Nice little Monday night football matchup. No lightning storm at the half that's going to cause an hour and a half delay. I think the only other, like, regular season game I want to talk about, John, is the Packers-Bengals. Yeah, honestly, the Bengals really showed up. I mean, the Packers are by far the better team. There's no doubt about that. But at home, Bengals came to play. Joe Burrow was making a lot of the plays that needed to play uh, that he needed to at the end of the game. But what what this game comes down to, that kicking display was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It was horrible. They both kickers were saying, "No, you win the game. No, you win the game. No, I really don't want to win the game. Please win the game." Every they were both trying to outpolite the other. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was spectacular. And I remember the 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 Bengals kicker on his last kick just scraped the upright. Didn't actually hit it, but hit the flag at the very very top of the left upright. Thought it went in. Jumps up with a bunch of his linemen, thinking he's like. That he just won the game and beat the Packers at home. Nope. He completely messed it up. Missed wide left. Game o- uh, No, not game over, but that Game event, extended. Game extended, and then Mason Crosby hits a 45-yarder, 49-yarder, something like that. He finally decided he wanted to go home. He said, Lucas Schwally, I hear you. This game is not ending in a tie. If I had watched two Bengals ties in college, that would have been horrible. Yeah. That would have been horrible, so thank Thank goodness for that. Joey B got dinged up, and then he was in the hospital struggling to speak. I hope he's okay. Pray for Joey B. If the Bengals ruin him, I'm going to be seriously upset because he is really good. He's really good. and I just – it's these type of players that you want to root for, especially people coming back from adversity. And, like, I, like ugh, Bengals, please. I mean, Jamar Chase is something special, but Panay Sewell would have been such the smarter move. I agree, but Jamar Chase, Jamar is Chase that is that boy. He's the rookie of the year at the moment. Yep, I'm not. I'm not it. denying it, but like it's it's just I see him take these hits, and I'm not gonna say he doesn't put it on himself. A lot of the time, he makes some interesting runs and 
puts himself in precarious situations more, like, not more often than not, but very often. Yeah, but it's tough with your offensive line that's in shambles when exactly. you can't just sit in the pocket. I know. When you have to go make plays like that. And, yeah, don't, don't injure Joey B. He's the boy. We need that man to stay healthy. We're not going to go through every other game. Roll Tigers. Go, Tigers. G-E-A-U-X. You're good. Louisiana. Love that state. Love that state. Go, Tigers. There we go. See? I said love that state, love that saint, and then, like, New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, nice. I know. Two-minute warning. Ravens have the ball inside the 10. Down eight. Lamar Jackson fumbled on the one. Wow. A minute 45 left. Literally came back from the two-minute warning. Fumble on the one-yard line. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if what they're going to call it. Was he down? This is a huge call. His knee hits Wait. the ground. Oh, oh down. he's down. It's he's down. down. No fumble for Lamar Jackson on the one. Huge play. Ravens still in this. They didn't even review it. Huge kudos to the NFL for keeping this thing going. Lamar just took a sack back at the five. But, yeah, NFL, great job there. There was no need to review it. The official got a way better view than either you or me did. Like, good job. Yeah. He almost fumbled again on the freaking yeah, that was, handoff. He got He's got right butterfingers right now. Lamar Jackson's shivering, shaking I mean, out no, there. that defender no, got through the line that was, so that was a joke, freaking But, quick. yeah. Lamar Jackson has very sturdy hands. Pause. Wow. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Man. Wow. Have yourself a night, Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, but nowhere near over yet because you have to get this two-point conversion. Yeah, that's true. You do. And podcast, I just want to tell you right now, we will not stay with you through this overtime. So, sorry about it. (laughs) (laughs) You better hope they do not get this two-point conversion right now. Or they do, depending on what fan you are. Or you better hope that Carson Wentz is the MVP again. Oh my God! Could you imagine Carson Wentz comeback drive with like thirty? I mean, he only seconds need, he left? has forty seconds, two timeouts. That if, would be big boy by Carson. Wentz. That is more than possible. Oh Kirk Cousins God. did greater things the other day, yesterday. You like that? You like that? Wow! They Easy got the two, point. two point conversion. Easy twenty five, twenty five, thirty nine seconds left. If you're the Colts with two timeouts, you have to try something here. Oh, yeah. The Ravens have all the momentum. All of it. You need a field goal. If they run in the, on play one, I'm going to be super pissed. They have two timeouts. You can maybe do a screen or something if you just want to get the ball moving. And the Ravens are playing really far off you in terms mm-hmm. of their corners and cover. Yeah, but you, just don't run it. You cannot care. hand off the football here. If you hand off the football, you're asking to lose this game. Lamar Jackson, been clutch this year. So very, very sneaky, bro. I hope it translates to the playoffs. But he's made some big boy plays. He made some plays against the Chiefs. He did. That was a huge comeback right there. And touchdown drive, two-point conversion, big time. All right, Carson Wentz, maybe the best ginger athlete out there. Let's see what he can do. That would be sad to say if that's the best ginger athlete out there. No, he's not. There's some better ones out there. It's been an ongoing discussion on Hang Time Headlines <laughs> since we founded the podcast. But... Oh, man. Carson Wentz. It's a must-win game for the Colts, too. They cannot be 1-4 going into next week. I mean, I know they're playing, I think, the Texans, but 1-4 is tough. It is tough. And if they win, they're playing the Texans. And the Titans, they have a tough matchup. Oh, they're, in the same they're, scenario the as, uh, they're in the same scenario as the Patriots right now. They got a bum team coming up next week. They needed, 
They no, needed... we had the Cowboys next week. Oh, no. Yeah, mind. bro, and then the Jets. And the Jets, never mind. No, they had the Texans next week, but like 2-4 and four after beating the Texans, it's like, oh, you feel great. Yeah. Season's going flawlessly. Absolutely not, especially with Wentz, high expectations. They've sneaky been in the playoffs. This is the most like, yards he's ever years. thrown for in his career. That's interesting. Good for Lamar. They were complaining about his accuracy early night on the broadcast, and yeah. I'm happy that he's just kind of thrown his way back in this football game. It hasn't been his crazy athletic like running plays, which he's definitely capable of. Oh, oh, oh Carson Wentz, good out throw. Of and he got out of bounds. See, this is why you throw it on first down. Out of boy, Carson Wentz. Big boy throw. 32 seconds left. Got about 20 yards on that one. Yeah, why watch the game and listen to it when you can just listen to it after you already know the outcome? Sponsored by Schwally and John. (laughs) (laughs) Hang time headlines. We're actually lit commentators, though. Had sleep. Lamar Jackson is, like, motivating the sideline right now. I love it. He's, like, trying to get them all pumped up. That's good leadership right there. They love him. I know. They really do. Carson Wentz still needs to make some plays. Oh, Oh, he gone. Oh! That Man, was so stupid. That was really dumb by He's Carson so Wentz. happy that was incomplete. A little shovel pass. It wasn't going anywhere anyway. Honestly, a good thing it was incomplete because you didn't have to burn the timeout. Oh, dude, we didn't even think about this just now. The Colts, the Colts kicker, kind of injured. Wow, we were so on top of it earlier. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if he comes out and hits some crazy kick off his injury? That would be nuts. Carson Wentz, like, drop kicks it through the uprights. <laughs> I would lose my mind. He's lining up in his practice net right now, Rodrigo Blankenship. But oh, I don't think he's kicking a bomb right now, especially injured. I'd have low faith in that. They only need about 20 yards. Yeah, but Carson Wentz still needs to make one or two throws. Oh, my God, deep bomb. Nowhere Terrible close. Throw. Nowhere close. That was just like a stupid... Oh, there's flag. a little flag. There's a little flag, but... Holding. That was just... Not intelligent by once. Yeah, holding. See, now this drive is over. And, ugh, the Colts are going to lose this football game. And that's going to be it for hang time headlines, unless something magnificent happens. Nah, I'm with it. That's it for hang time headlines. The Colts are going to lose this football game. We'll either look really, really dumbed whenever this is posted, or the Colts will have lost this football game. You'll be like, hmm. Those dudes are pretty smart over there at Hangtime Headlines. So, <laughs> Hangtime Headlines, as always, like, comment, subscribe to YouTube, rate, review, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, coming at you. John, Schwally, not my dad, Schwally and John, we're out. Peace. Peace.